recording in progress. That has to be like a, that's not somebody talking, right? That's a recording or whatever. Like, what a, a, like a computer, I mean, like <laughs> not like a real person so, talking. It could have, it could be a voiceover actress and her specialty is sounding like a robot. <laughs> You're very familiar with that. Maybe not sounding like a robot, but being one instead. No, I'm an alien, remember? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My gosh, don't even know me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know Who you. Who are you again? <laughs> What's happening? Where are we? Oh, um, feels like that sometimes. I know. I spent my morning this morning. I think I sent you Snapchats, but I don't know if you received them or opened them. I don't like use Snapchat anymore. Sometimes I need you for outfit help because that's why I Snapchatted you because I'm going to a wedding this weekend. Why can't you just send me pictures like the old person that I am? But it was a video. It was video That's okay. Send me video content. I'll take videos. So I have to record them on Snapchat because I need the council's opinion. Download them just for you and send them to you. Is that what you're saying? I'm, I need I'm not hearing any problems with the proposed uh, with the proposed strategy. <laughs> All right. Well, I just don't get notifications. Like I don't get Instagram notifications. I don't get any notifications anymore. Oh yeah. So I just whenever I sign on is when I sign on, and my phone I- is like a constant stream of Instagram notifications, which is extremely annoying because I have like seven Instagram accounts on my phone. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, yours is a little different, right? Like that's, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's quite annoying. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, I think I said this the last episode, but I such a doom scroller and I can't do it anymore. Like I've become ineffective as a human. Like I can't stand up for the things I want or do the things I want to do because I am crippled by it. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. crippling depression situation. So um it's just safer for me to not be there it's it's better I will get so pissed at myself because I'll waste the whole morning or like I'll waste like an hour in the morning like looking at stupid fucking shit on my phone and then I'm just like what was I just doing you know yeah you get like sucked into a time vortex right yes and I sent you didn't I send you the minimalist podcast the other day they like Oh my gosh, it's that's my latest thing. I'm like obsessed with it. It's more than like just getting rid of all your shit. It part part of it is getting rid of your shit, but not like mm-hmm. all your shit. Um, but it's also just about being intentional with your time and how you spend your time and like figuring out your values and mm-hmm. then living the values and decluttering and declut quote unquote decluttering your life helps you do that too because it you can say like, oh, fitness is a priority for me or like I value health, but you like could go to McDonald's and like not go to the gym and that kind of stuff. Like my health has been on my list of things that is important to me for basically my entire life. And the the amount of times I've acted on that is very low. So when Mm. you start to take away all these external things, like the distractions of social media and the distractions of TV and all the other things, and just like get rid of the junk, you have to focus on that. Right. No, you're right. That sounds good. Sounds great. Yeah. 
I'm on no, day I mean, like three of it, but I'm loving it. I like it. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's great. That being said, <laughs> the things that I have to talk to you about pertain to social media. <laughs> okay. Tell me about it. I, Hey, so I'm, I'm still here. I, it's not like I never go on social media. I just do it on my right. own terms now. I've been in this weird, we've talked about it personally, but I've, I've been in this weird like limbo phase where I feel maybe it's slightly like I'm almost 29, which means I'm almost 30, but I feel like my appearance and the way I put myself out in the world doesn't reflect that. And I've been feeling very self-conscious of like how I look and like my style and stuff. So I'm going to a wedding this weekend and I Snapchatted you because I have always struggled with trying to find nicer clothes that still reflect uh, me. Like I'm, I just okay. feel very, very like, you know, you like in, in high school or whatever, you go to the winter concert and you have to dress up in disgusting black dress pants and like, like, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm black, still just, a button up shirt and it's like, this does yes. not fit my like, body. Like I'm, I exactly. And it always looks awkward and no one ever looks good in it. But, but I feel that for me, like a hundred percent of the time and something that was really cool for your, about your wedding is that you let the bridesmaids, it had to be this one color red, but you let us choose the style dress that we most felt comfortable in. And that was awesome because the dress I picked, I really liked, you know what I mean? I felt comfortable in it. Right. So anyways, what I ended up getting for this wedding isn't a dress. It's actually like a long, it's like a tank top flowy. It's kind of, it's like zebra print, but it's not. It's like an abstracted orange and white zebra print. And I can show you later, or you can look okay. at your Snapchat. Uh, jumpsuit, <laughs> long I, pants. Oh, girl, <laughs> jumpsuits. Yeah. They just hit different. I know you got to like I, fully naked to pee, but besides yep. that- <sighs> It's so worth it. I feel so empowered wearing a jumpsuit. I love that for you. I have like four of them now, like, because I feel that that's just going to be my go-to like dressy quote, quote thing to wear because some dresses look good on me. I don't know if I have the money to like buy those and figure what that is. Whereas the jumpsuits, you can dress them up and look cute in them and they are like a little funkier, but like, I feel more confident in one of those than in any dress, basically. Yeah. Um, I love, I'm looking at your Snapchat right now. (laughs) It's looking fierce, looking good. I love it. Thanks. So yeah, the thing that I- Thank you. The thing I needed help with was the bra situation, which I went to Target like at like immediately when they opened. I was like sitting in the parking lot waiting until they opened. I got a I got a bra situation because I was like, I know you're not supposed to show bra straps, and probably like all the older people at the wedding will be like, your bra straps are showing, and I'm just like, whatever. But I got I got a bra that would work with it because it is like very thin spaghetti strap, and the back is somewhat open ish. And then I would wanted to know, cause it's, it's white and orange. Like, like I was saying, like abstracted zebra stripes kind of will go there, but I think I want to, 
pair them with like pops of black interestingly so I have these like chunky black platform sandals that like lace up and then I bought this pair of like black sunglasses with like gold accents and so I had bought at also at Target like a chunky gold chain necklace Mm -hmm. and then I bought these like cute like hair pins I'm gonna like do something with my hair and then here's where I feel like I'm getting a little creative and I feel good about it there's this one like little purse that I have that is always, it's like my fancy purse. It's got like a gold chain instead of like a strap. It's like a chain that's gold. Uh And then the actual purse itself is like crushed velvet blue. So I'm pairing that with my orange and white and black. And then I'm painting my fingernails, my toenails to match the blue. I love that. I feel like I'm going to have a good fit on and I feel Like, I'm very excited about it because for the first time ever, I think I'm going to feel like somewhat good about myself in a like dressier situation. Yeah. So. That's awesome. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. What comes next is the haircut, which we've talked about also, but I'm afraid. So Uh, a boss haircut (laughs) will change everything. Yeah. Did I tell you I got an undercut? I, I saw your, uh, you never told me, but I saw it. Oh, <laughs> so, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It felt good. I can just see you now going to the wedding. It's just so perfect. Thank you. I will send you pictures Yay! on Snapchat. No, I won't. Uh, I'll send them to you. I'll text you them. <laughs> good. Cause I'll never see them on Snapchat. I, okay. So I went to check Snapchat and I w- looked at your, the thing you sent me. And then I had like seven or eight other messages from people that are like weeks months old and I'm like oh I got and then I started watching one of them and I was like nope this is exactly why because it just keeps we're recording a podcast right now Kelsey yeah, get off your you're social like, media let me ch- you're like oh let me check snap what, what's, but, what's going on on snapchat <laughs> yeah well the the second thing I wanted to say real quick before we get started is I was listening to our episode which <laughs> came out today but when you hear this it'll be two weeks ago so yeah. anyways came out today and you mentioned Dr. Pimple Popper. Okay. Uh So I don't know if we've really discussed our feelings on the Dr. Pimple Popper. I know your feelings, but I don't know if you've ever known mine and mine have kind of changed into maybe I like it too. Oh, except I can only deal with the very specific types. And there are some types that I absolutely cannot deal with. Mm -hmm. And I will immediately scroll away if I see one of the big cyst ones because those make me want to uh, die. They're the awful. ones that look like <laughs> uh, you're talking about the ones that look like a chicken breast, like coming out of your arm or whatever. Yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't do that. Like, no. Yeah, for me, I love the like um, the ones with like sacks. If they have sacks, you know what I mean. <laughs> I can't do that either. I, I can't, I can't do any sort of like slicing and dicing kind of yeah. extractions. Uh, it's just too gross. Right. Right. You me. just need, you want um, the quick and dirty. The like, I love the blackheads. I love yeah. the blackheads. Blackheads are great. The, oh, the huge ones that just come out in a big chunk. Love those. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a crater in the person's skin. Love that. Yeah. Look at all that skin. 
But to be honest, I mean, I know everything on social media is fake and maybe she's a shitty person, but she, uh, Dr. Pimper Popper seems like a really good person and I'm, I'm proud of her. <laughs> Dr. Sandra Lee. Yeah. Yeah. I hope she, she seems really cool. Like I've followed her since she, like before she was, I mean, she yeah. was the Dr. Pimple Popper, but like now it's kind of like gotten a little, like everybody she knows. TV show. Right. Right. Yeah. She has like paid content. Like she's, she's in it but she's she always seems so nice like I feel Mm -hmm. like in those professions where you're especially because the people are usually awake when she's working on them you know like you have to like be good at talking to people while you're like going into their bodies while they're awake and also like like a very disgusting thing about them too you know what I mean right something she's super self-conscious about I'm sure yeah and she's never like judgmental or anything you know right she'll get like squirted with some like (laughs) you know gross acne pus or something and she'll just be like whoop just like whatever and she's like I guess I'm wearing this for the rest of the day and I'm like I can't see for me I the touching of it Uh I I would be fine with if I had gloves and stuff but you know it's like same thing with raw meat I just don't love touching that same level of like uh but but yeah I just wanted to update you on my on my your preferences Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you came around to yeah, the I've right actually, side I've, of history. I've been around. I just, <laughs> I just wanted to officially let you know. So yeah, yeah. I'm so glad you told me. Thank you. You're welcome. Because it's one of those <laughs> things that I'm pretty sure, like my obsession with it happened over the pandemic. Because I, I mean, things aren't less anxious right now. But what? You've liked it since we were in high school, though. Oh, yes. I, I, I'm not saying I haven't. Pimple okay. Popper, though, like me, like being obsessed with her and, oh, okay, okay, and, okay. and following that. I just remember through a big majority of the pandemic when panic attacks were happening like all the time. We weren't allowed to leave our house, like that kind of stuff. And I needed to go to sleep, but I couldn't make myself go to sleep. All I could do was watch pimple extraction videos until I fell asleep. Mm. <laughs> you don't have nightmares then you're just you're just nope you're lulled to sleep that's not what my nightmares look like usually my nightmares are like some <laughs> kind of failure of myself or somebody I love so <laughs> oh my god it's like really it's like deeply embedded childhood trauma you know like yeah, a failure that's like where it is it's not it's not the te- pimples all your teeth falling out, all your pimples popping out. Thankfully, <laughs> I haven't had teeth. Oh, wait, I did have one teeth falling out story, and it was so disgusting. Oh, yeah, they're horrible. Those dreams are horrible. Uh, uh, well, they feel so real. But anyways. Yeah. Uh, eh. um, anyways Welcome to Brought say- to You by the Letter. <laughs> <laughs> With Carly and Kelsey. I'm, I'm Carly. Ooh, you're Carly. <laughs> and I'm Kelsey. Um. I like the ingrown hair ones too. Okay. So. Oh my gosh. The ingrown hair is so good. Oh my yeah, gosh. This is a podcast where we talk about everything from A to Z, including pimples and pimple popping. Welcome. Um, right. We've been best friends forever. So we usually chat before we yes. actually have to get to work and teach y'all something. Yes. Okay. But are you ready to learn yes. Yes. all about the yes. special, special yes. subject? We're going to learn about karma brought to you by the letter. Very nice. Yeah. So I took like one religion class in 
community college when I was transferring schools. <laughs> and I remember like very small parts of this, but like, man, does it get specific and uh, very like, there's things that are like close, but different in culture. So I'm just going to huh. go over pretty much everything. Cool. Do you believe in karma? I think in maybe some ways I do in terms mm-hmm. of the Eastern way of thinking about it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how specific I will get with like my beliefs. Cause I don't know exactly what I believe, but I do believe that there is some sort of, you know, like force in the world that if you put good into the world, you're going to get good out eventually. Yeah, definitely. And same thing with bad. Um, right. But what you'll come to find out is it can transcend lifetimes. Whoa. So Me. you ready to learn? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Welcome. According to the sacred texts of Wikipedia, karma <laughs> means action and refers to intentional, physical, verbal, or mental actions. And specifically in spirituality, the term refers to the principle of cause and effect. Hmm. So wherein your intent and actions of you as an individual are the cause, the influence, they influence the future of that individual, AKA the effect. Mm -hmm. So though the specifics differ depending on the religion, karma generally denotes that each action a person takes will affect them at some point in the future. This rule also applies to a person's thoughts, words, or even the actions other people take under that individual's instruction, which I found interesting. Mm -hmm. So, and I was watching a video about karma and it talks about also intention. Like there's some, Mm -hmm. there's some level of intention around it. Like if you did something with good intention, but it had a bad outcome, right that's a little like fuzzy. <laughs> right. It's like, it's like you weren't trying to do bad things. So let's just get into it. It kind of gets into like free will versus fate as well. I mean, I guess karma is like free will quote, 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 sort of, right. Cause it's your own actions you have. Right. Yeah. So there is an argument. There are arguments that people say, well, if karma exists, then you have no power because whatever happened to you is already like, whatever is coming for you is going to happen and all this stuff. And, um, I think, and what I've read is that you as the individual do have the power to change your actions, your outcomes, you know, all that stuff. Right. But karma from past life, past actions, mm-hmm. past everything else can come into effect in your life. And you'll be like, well, why is this happening? Right. And maybe it's because it's from a very long time ago mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. some shit you did back then. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> like so, why do bad things happen to good people? You exactly. Know? So I'll mm-hmm. get into a little bit of that. Um, or vice versa. <laughs> or vice bad versa. Happen to good people. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. (laughs) I was just like, yes, absolutely. I agree. (laughs) Um, So for major Eastern religions in Asia, karma is a spiritual, philosophical, and ethical fact. 
It helps explain inequities among animals, encourages virtue, and allows people to make sense of life's ups and downs. However, Hinduism, Buddhism, Sikhism, and Jainism have differing ideas of how karma works and its effects on one's existence in subsequent lives. So I'm going to teach you a little bit about those differences. Um, I don't go into Sikhism, but I do talk mainly about Buddhism, Hinduism, and Jainism. Cool. So let's get into it. What's the third one? Jainism. Never heard of that. I, so well, I'm about to teach you about it right now. I may not be pronouncing it right. Let me, let me double check now that I'm. Cause there's Taoism and Taoism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are those there's... within Buddha, Buddhists? Oh, you're asking the wrong person. Uh -oh. I'm going to totally, I shouldn't even speculate, but I'm pretty sure they come from like a lot of these religions come from Jainism because it's an mm -hmm. ancient religion in India. Oh, wow. I've never even heard of it. The oldest elaborated theory of karma, which we know of, and which is still in practice today, is that of Jainism. In Jainism, karma is referred to as karmic dirt, as it consists of very subtle particles of matter that pervade the entire universe. So they believe mm -hmm. that karma is a physical thing. Huh. Jains believe that all matter contains sentient life and adapts to the size and shape of whatever body it inhabits. So... Karmas are attracted to the karmic field that surrounds the consciousness of our souls. And it becomes attracted or detracted based on different activities of the mind, speech, and body. So in Jainism, the soul is released from worldly affairs when it achieves nirvana or moksha. Nirvana represents the annihilation of all karmas by an individual soul, and moksha represents the perfect blissful state which means free from all bondage. A hiva or life is naturally pure and buoyant. And if left untouched, will float to the top of the universe where it can remain in eternal bliss. But every mm. act known as karma attracts something analogous to dust, which clings to the hiva. I hope I'm saying that right. And weighs it down. So to be released of all this karmic dust, one has to scrub up all of the old dust and not let any new dust gather. There are eight types of karma in Jainism. So I didn't even know there were types of karma. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are eight different kinds that attach a soul to samsar, which means the cycle of birth and death. So kind of reincarnation. Um, okay. I'm going to do my best to pronounce these kinds. But the first one is Guyana Varnia. Um, which is knowledge obstructing karma. And like a veil prevents a face and its features from being seen, this karma obstructs the soul from realizing its essential quality of knowledge. Hmm. Darshana Varnia, which is perception obstructing karma, is like a gatekeeper that prevents sight from a king. So this karma obstructs the, the soul from realizing its essential quality of perception. And in its absence, a soul completely perceives all substances in the universe. This is all like heavy stuff. Like I, after I read through it all, I was like, wow, this is some like deep therapy right. work. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy. Uh, the next type of karma is Vedanaya, which is sensation producing. So like licking honey from a sword, it gives a sweet taste, but cuts the tongue. This karma makes mm. a soul experience pleasure and pain. So the soul's bliss is continuously disturbed by experiences of external sens sensual pleasure and pain. 
And in the absence of this karma, the soul experiences undisturbed bliss. So that Jeez. to me feels like kind of almost like meditation esque. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or at least that's the closest thing I could relate it to in my own life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mania, which is diluting, um, like a bee becomes infatuated with the smell of a flower and is attracted to it. This karma attracts the soul to the objects that it considers favorable while repelling it from objects it considers unfavorable. So it creates a delusion in the soul that external objects can affect your soul because they can't. Mm. So this, this almost feels like, um, like materialism, addiction, maybe yeah. materialism, addiction. Um, and this karma really obstructs your soul's quality of, um, seeing happiness and preventing it prevents your soul from finding pure happiness within itself. Mm-hmm. So heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> IU, which is lifespan determining karma, like a prisoner remains trapped by iron chains. This karma keeps the soul trapped in a particular life. And I don't know how mm-hmm. you acquire that. <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah. So NAM, which is body producing karma. This is the karma that gives souls various types of bodies. So these are all the bodies that you'll receive through reincarnation. Gatra, which is status determining, creates social inequities. And um, in its absence, all souls are equal. So this karma bestows upon you a low or high societal class. Hmm. And the last one is Antare, which is power obstructing. This karma prevents the soul from using its innate power for acts of charity, profit, enjoyment, repeated enjoyment, and willpower. It prevents your soul from the essential quality of intimate power from manifesting. But in its absence, your soul will have infinite power. Mm. So I'm getting massive therapy vibes throughout this whole thing. Um, (laughs) So that's kind of what karma is in Jainism. And I didn't even know that it was like a like material thing in Mm -hmm. this religion at all, or just at all. I didn't know. So it's interesting that they have different kind of like takes on it. So I bet I, I'm not familiar with Jainism at all, but I bet that, you know, when someone is faced with something like maybe societal class or materialism and they're, you know, obsessed with status or whatever, they probably, I'm, I'm, thinking this is probably it's pure speculation editorializing yeah. <laughs> exactly well i wonder though if in these because re- this is an ancient religion right mm-hmm. do people still practice it mm-hmm. yeah so i so i wonder if they're if you know just like you and me if we have an issue and we talk to a therapist or we you know do soul searching journaling whatever like i wonder if they're like oh i'm be i have this type of karma that's Mm. affecting me right now. And then I wonder what the practices are because you don't want all of the car. It seems like these karmas, you don't want them because they hinder your soul, right? Like everyone that you mentioned. So I wonder what they do to get rid of it. The way that 
before I started talking to you about this, the way I thought karma was just, it's just like a thing that happens to you and there's good versions of karma and there's bad karma, but this kind of, this in Jainism, it just kind of seems all bad or not ideal. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's more, it's more like, so it's the thing that's hindering your soul from achieving nirvana and right. breaking free of all the bondage. So like, to me, my interpretation of religion is that every human, everything, every being is God in a way. And Mm -hmm. you just have to kind of unlock those certain things in your life that are weighing you down, which is kind of what this is talking about in terms of like, you have to let go of these things. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's interesting because I was reading an article and it said, even the wanting of to break that your karmic cycle is like also karma because it's like, sure. It's a want. It's a, uh, it's a desire. It's a desire. It's, it's, you're not just content or like calm or blissful. You're, you're you're wanting or lacking. Right. 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 So it's very interesting. I, I'm maybe I'll do some more research on how you actually get rid of it. Or like (laughs) if there's any, like, I'm sure there's prayers and like rituals and like practices to get rid of these things. Um, I kind of like that. It's very like regimented, like that there's sections. Mm -hmm. I I love like color coding shit. So like that works for me, but you know, I'm sure that's not why they did it. It's easy to define in a sense, you know? Yeah. Because there's all these categories that it can fit into. So exactly. Cool. Exactly. So now we're going to go into the Buddhist tradition. In this one, karma refers to action driven by intention, um, which leads to future consequences. Mm-hmm. So the, the Buddhists believe that human life is a cycle of suffering and rebirth, but that if one achieves a state of enlightenment, aka nirvana, it is possible to escape this cycle forever. So the Buddhist explanation of karma is as follows. All of our actions leave imprints or seeds on us, and these imprints ripen into our experiences when the appropriate conditions come together. So for example, with a kind heart, we help somebody. This Mm -hmm. action leaves an imprint on us, and when the conditions are suitable, this imprint will ripen into our receiving of help when we need it. And the seeds of these actions continue with us from one lifetime to the next and don't get lost. So that's where it starts to transfer over into multiple lives. And if something bad's happening, you can be like, why is this happening? You may have, maybe if your shit got stolen, maybe you stole something in a previous right. life or, you know, like, right. I'm, it might not be that literal, but you know, there's, there, there's that kind of like explanation in there. Like, I'm a good person. Why did I do this? Well, maybe you weren't always a good person. Right, 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 right. Um, so, however, if we don't create or cause, if we don't create the cause or karma for something, we won't experience the result either. So if we're not put, if we're not putting anything into the world, we're not going to really receive anything either. Right. You can't just sit by twiddling your thumbs. Right. And you can't just be a bystander. No, no. <laughs> yeah. So if an action brings about pain and misery in the long term, it is called negative, destructive, or non-virtuous. If it brings about happiness, it's called positive, construction, constructive, or virtuous. And in the Buddhist teachings, actions aren't inherently good or bad. 
but they're designated according to the results they bring. Hmm. So instead of just because you have good intention, right. it doesn't always mean that that's fine. You got to really think about right. how it's going to affect other people. So right. when we see dishonest people who are wealthy in the world or crude people who are powerful or kind people who die young, we may doubt the action, the law of actions and their effects. But this is because we are looking at it for only a short period of this one life. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, many of the results we experience are results of actions done in previous lives um, that are ripening into our current lives. Uh, mm. So, yeah. So by this nature, the respect and authority given to cruel people is due to positive actions they did in the past. In the present, they are misusing their power and creating the cause for future pain, leaving a karmic seed for them to endure in future lives. Mm. So it does kind of always come back around somehow. Right. Cool. You earned that in the, in the past life. Now you're abusing it in this life. So now something else is going to happen. Right. And I think it's like the constant refining and learning and unlearning, relearning, unlearning, relearning, like that kind of feels like, it feels like that kind of cycle too, where it's like, you're learning your lessons over and over and over Mm -hmm. again. Doesn't that sound fun? No wonder we're all so <laughs> exhausted. <laughs> Part of me get that kind of gives me, I don't know. It gives me some sort of like weird hope for like there, there are not to get too crazy, but there are people in my life that are just like shitty people, but like, for some reason, everyone likes them. Yeah. And I, yeah, I but know they're exactly. like genuine. Yeah. They're genuinely like not kind and I want to understand it you know what I mean like that's something Mm -hmm. that I guess could give some a person or me some solace be like well in their next life they'll get what's coming to them but yeah or maybe in their previous life they were really great (laughs) and now they just like exactly suck dick (laughs) exactly so yeah so this is like the way that I was learning about, there's like all these subtle differences in the karma between Buddhism, Jainism, Hinduism. They're all like very close, but also very different. Right. So so it is a little technical, but um, I do find it fascinating, like kind of how cultures in general explain evil in the world, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like for a lot of like Christian based religions, it's, um, you know, the devil, the devil or sin. Right. right? Um, and at the end of your life, you have like a judgment, right? Like it's your judgment day. Um, and something about this feels, I I feel like connected to it in a way, because it kind of goes with how, what I feel about like just life in general of like cyclical, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what I believe in terms of reincarnation, but I do believe that there are older souls and there are younger souls and there Mm. are people who seem like they've experienced something, even though they haven't. So it's like, they have this almost poor understanding of something that they couldn't have understood otherwise. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I'm sure there's explanations for everything, but I just, I I don't know. To me, it seems like, Mm, something else out there you know (laughs) 
So let's get into Hinduism. So similarly to Jainism, Hindus believe that the soul is trapped in a circle of birth and rebirth called samsara. And until a person quells all desires and accepts that the individual soul is the same as the absolute soul, he or she must suffer in samsara and forgo moksha until they get there. But because moksha is the ultimate goal mm-hmm. and one that can be achieved only after it is no longer desired, most Hindus attempt to generate good karma so that they can be born into a better life over and over again. Mm. So it's constantly working towards upping, upping the game kind of thing. Right. Um, right. Because again, you have to get to a point where the goal of salvation is not the goal, right? Like right. you're, so that's kind of how they get around that. Right. So everything that I we mean, have. Hey, in these instances, heaven is a lot less crowded. You know what I mean? <laughs> heaven for Christians is super crowded. Apparently. I know. Oh my gosh. Can I tell you just about <laughs> the amount of freaking heaven anxiety I have? Like, <laughs> so I'm like, am I going to steal a few? I don't want to see. Right. Um, <laughs> like, I don't, maybe I don't want to do that. Like, am I going to get to eat? Food is very important to me. Like, is God going to be like, cool with that? If I just like right. mashed potatoes in like, it's just the amount of like time <laughs> I've dedicated to thinking about this is ridiculous and so dumb and very arbitrary. But, like there's no point. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That being said, how do you know that from us having, you know, Christianity backgrounds, how do you know that our view of who gets into heaven and not is actually more strict slash less strict than we believe who right. knows. Cause you know why we just don't know. We're just nobody it all up. That's the thing. Nobody <sighs> knows. You can't yeah. tell me, you know, you can say you have faith, which is good and fine. And that's right. a personal journey. Right. <laughs> but at the same time, I just, religion is so tough for me because I remember when I was like, I was literally like eight years old. So I didn't like to go to bed. Like I hated it. So I made my mom would like sit and talk with me before I went to bed. And I would always ask these like really freaking intense questions. Like how, (laughs) like, what if somebody, and at that point I was so young, I was like, like, what if somebody never hears about like Christianity and then they like die? Like, do they go to hell? Like, and I like got, so I was like shaking upset about it. Because it's like, you're, if this you're, is the absolute hard hitting questions though. Yeah. At eight, like, come on. <laughs> um, but that, you know, that shit like has always bothered me. And so I think it's, I don't want to say naive, but maybe it is naive. It's kind of naive to think that you're right. Just because. Right just because of how you feel, which is fine. I just don't think there is a right. I think that it's an amalgamation yeah. of all of the things, you know? I think so too. Yeah. And, um, and so it's just like, it bothers me when people are fighting about religion and it's like, mm-hmm. aren't we all just like a little bit right and a little bit wrong? Like, can't we right. just- Hash- Right, like, hashtag topical. Right, like, come on guys. Like, let's just, whatever. Right. Anyways, yep. 
<laughs> Why did I get on that topic? <laughs> Because I, um, I mentioned that heaven would be crowded. So oh, that's why. yeah, crowded AF. <laughs> yeah, I'm not excited about that. Um, I'm assuming I'm going to heaven. Like, <laughs> oh no. I don't know. The Christians might not be too happy with me. <laughs> this is so to me, this is scary. Everything that we have ever thought, spoken, done, or caused is karma. I just oh. don't like the thought portion because it's like right. those are mine. Like those are mine. What happens in here stays in here if I want it to. And you don't, you don't get to enter. Well, going back to the therapy thing, no, like that's true. Cause you can't have negative thoughts and be a positive person on the outside and, you know, contribute positively. Right. It is true. Mm -hmm. It is true. You got to work on the inside before you can work on the the external. Very true. But see, I have, I guess where my mind goes, (laughs) like, you know how, like in in movies you'll it'll be a normal scene and then like all of a sudden the woman will like throw a table across the room or something and it's like and then you like goes back to her just sitting there and it's like an you know a envisioned freak out right panic it's thing. an in, it's an intrusive thought kind of like yeah that's yeah. that's me all the time like and I'm just like I don't need that to be the same level of me actually throwing a table because I would never actually throw a table um, you got to work on your inner, r- calm your inner rage karma. I don't know. Then. She's, she's pretty fine. Like she feels good <laughs> about the amount of rage she has. <laughs> so it's justified, but anyways, me and God will talk it out later. Yeah. Um, you guys will have a, have a discussion. <laughs> yeah. So the Hindu scriptures divide karma into three kinds. Uh, the accumulated karma, which is known as Sanchita karma. So this is the sum of one's past karmas, all actions, good and bad, from past lives that have followed you to this current life. Um, there's hmm, prarabdha, prarabdha, which is the fruit-bearing karma, which is the portion of accumulated karma that has ripened and is going hmm. to be appearing in your present life. And then there is Kriyamana, which is everything that we produce in our current life for future. So all Kriyamana karmas flow into Sanchita eventually, into the accumulated karma. Right. And then will consequently shape your future. Only in human life can we change our future destiny. So after death, we lose that ability to act and do things until we're born again into another human body. So it's interesting. There's like a wait, I guess a waiting period. I'm getting major sense eight vibes from this conversation. I love (laughs) sense eight. It's such an underappreciated show and it, it really is. It's so good. I'm going to watch it again. That's what I'm, that's what I'm going to do. Sense eight. If you haven't watched it, 10 out of 10. Amazing. And the reason they had to end it was literally because it was too expensive. Like, cause they were filming it in all seven continents or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, I think there's like what like eight or nine characters all across the world like spread out yeah right like in San Francisco in Germany Chicago Germany yes. Spain India right uh, it's all Korea. Over. yeah right oh my gosh now all I can think about is that show okay <laughs> gotta stay focused animals and like young children are considered considered incapable of making new karma and mm-hmm. this is because they 
are incapable of discriminating between right, right and wrong. So this kids don't create the Kriya Mana Karma. It's more about when you become a, when you start to be able to create the ability to tell between right and wrong is when you start to accumulate that kind of karma. The secular, the secularization of karma in the West started in part with the creation of the Theosophical Society in the late 19th century. Hmm. Boom. The Russian emigre Helena Blavatsky founded the society with Henry Steele Alcott, a lawyer and journalist in 1875 in New York City. New York City. I eh? I feel like I know that name. You might. Blavatsky. I love that name. Blavatsky (laughs) originally shaped the group's doctrine around her Gnostic and Kabbalah beliefs. But in 1879, she took a trip to India and it steered her towards Hinduism and a more regimented understanding of karma. Blavatsky believed that the Theosophical Society studies, discussions, and meditations could help prepare the world for the Aquarian age. Wait, is this Madame Madame Blavatsky? I don't know. What's her name again? Helena Blavatsky. I think I know the name because there's um, a whole Lost Podcast on the Left series about her. Ooh, is she scary or cool? Uh, she's kind of a fraud. <gasps> oh my gosh. Tell yeah, me more. She, so I don't, do you go, do you go deep into it? No. And if this is, if this is the person, if this is the same person, I think that's her name. Let me, let me do a quick. Well, I looked up Madame Blavatsky and it came up Helena Petrovna. Yes. So, yes. So she um was kind of like a the student becomes the teacher (laughs) so she was kind of like I think she called herself a teacher of I don't know if it was exactly Hinduism but it was like of like um I'm so paraphrasing this but like mystical or in that time frame it's it's kind of like what the heck is it called it's like magic but not like but tied to religion the occult that's it so she would go and perform air quote like miracles Mm. but it's kind of was found out that they were rigged and she kind of had help with them and it was like this whole thing (laughs) um and i think that she i believe (laughs) um that she died because she had like the gout or something like real terrible she had the flu yeah she was a controversial figure interesting i didn't know that yeah um yep well maybe i should have left her out of this but she hung out with like some of the other people like um like who's the guy who like invented satanism and stuff you know what i'm talking about oh. like she was like hanging out with like all those types of people oh shit you know all right yeah so yeah she was definitely into the occult So today, the Theosophical Society defines karma as a law of spiritual dynamics related to every act in daily life. So its view of karma is only really loosely based on the structure of Hinduism, Buddhism, Sikhism, Jainism philosophies. It seems it seems pretty close to the Buddhist one, at least in Mm -hmm. the like in the Western cultures or, you know, the United States. Yeah, right. So in the West today the relatively modern idea of karma is not really as much of a spiritual reality as a type of luck influenced by the deeds that you do. 
So it's an appealing attempt to influence fortune, something that's seemingly beyond our control with definite action. Although, you know, it's totally made up by Westerners. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, most people would agree that it's reasonable enough to believe that good behavior merits a reward and bad behavior warrants a punishment. But karma is a convenient way to explain ostensibly random hardships. From reading all this, it's really about the intention, action, and effect of what you put into the world. You put good into the world, you be kind to people. And hey, if it comes back around, you'll be all the better for it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That is karma brought to you by the letter K. Yeah. Good job. Very interesting. So we haven't done like a religion or spiritual one yet, really. So that's because religion is extra dicey. And like, also, I really (laughs) don't want to get anything wrong, you know, like, right. If somebody just Googled Christianity and like, you know, gave us a, taught us about it. I'm sure we wouldn't understand 90% of what they're saying. Cause we'd be like, what are you even talking about? Also, when I took my religion class in community college, I got a C on the Christianity one and I got an A on everything else. So right, <laughs> you do there need you to study for your own religion, apparently. But I thought yeah. it was interesting. I, I, I like that there's interpretation of it being a physical thing that's all around us. I like that there's interpretation of it being just, you know, accumulated and, you know, like, spit out into a different life when the time is right kind of thing yeah. so it's, it's very interesting I mean yeah like you know we can take it today a lot of people who maybe are spiritual or even into like the occult type stuff like everyone talks about like manifesting nowadays yeah manifest it, it. <laughs> yeah even take it one step further and like well no act upon it or you know right whatever so yeah I love it action go out there and do some stuff people good stuff don't just do stuff do yeah do good stuff good stuff yeah good stuff only great great app very informative Kels thank you I was really nervous slash still am nervous because if I got something wrong I'm gonna cry and I really don't feel like getting attacked right now. <laughs> so um, um, yeah. we're just two gals doing our best. So if we got it wrong, then you can email us at buytheletterpod at gmail.com. Please, I would love to be more educated than my wiki, you know, brain can do. Um, but also, you know, feel free to follow us on the dreaded social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, anything else? I'm on Twitter, but I forget to tweet most of the time. So Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. Or just delete social media altogether and just download our podcast. (laughs) Carly, the social media manager has been crushing it with the reels recently. So yeah, check those out. I like those reels because it really (laughs) boosts Carly's confidence and she gets a little cookie every time she gets. I get a cookie. So, so, you know, make sure Carly's fed because if she isn't, she'll die and they need a partner on this podcast. So Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Yeah. All right. Okay. Great. Well, ever- great job, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.